This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. The future sources of our food, especially in cities, is a huge issue. From the cost to pesticides used in production and controversies surrounding GM and of course ensuring children can get access to nutritious and fresh fruit and vegetables. During lockdown, a trip to the farm seemed a flight of fancy for many city dwellers and a team of volunteers at the Felix Project is helping deliver farm surplus to charities and schools to provide healthy meals to those who need it. Marcus Roberts, Relationship Manager at the Felix Project, is with me now. Marcus, could you tell us about your own experience working with urban farms? Yeah, so we do work with a lot of urban farms at the moment. And what we do, we work with an organisation called Feedback and they've got a gleaming network where all different charities and organisations can apply to get involved and then different farms around the country will notify them and say when they've got a surplus of vegetables in the field. So what happens with these vegetables in the field? If nobody goes to collect them, they go to waste, they rot, they go to anaerobic digestion. We assemble a team, we drive out to one of the farms in our Felix van with a team of, say, 10 volunteers, and they spend the whole day, eight hours, going through the field, picking up the surplus, it could be squashes, could be potatoes, stuff like that. We sort them out and go and redistribute them to different charities we work with, which is amazing. So you're going to give them this fresh food from the farm, which they otherwise wouldn't have. And if we didn't get the food ourselves, it would have gone to waste. So it's really nice how that works out. Just picking up on these awful pictures we saw of meagre food parcels being sent out by government contractors during lockdown. How was the Felix Project working to improve this situation with your own network? The amount of food we get for the little donations we get is incredible. And when you see how tired the school meals were, it was shocking. I found it heartbreaking. My whole team at the charity did. And we just stepped up. We said, this, this isn't good enough. We want to make a difference. And that's one of the reasons we're making our new Phoenix Kitchen in East London, which we're going to launch in July. And our aim there is to make 30,000 meals a day from surplus food and give them to primary schools in London for these children who would otherwise wouldn't have access during the school holidays. That's our main thing at the moment. And I think it's really powerful stuff. We're powered by volunteers. It wasn't for all the people giving up their time for free. Wouldn't be able to do what we do. So tell us some of the feedback you've had from families and from the children themselves. Are they noticing the taste difference? Do you know what? We do get lots of feedback. Some of the stuff we get, it's like it's called wonky fruit and vegetables. So some of the farms, they get like certain vegetables. And this is like an upmarket store they sell to. They can't really sell it because it looks a bit wonky. So we go and collect that because there's nothing wrong with it. It just looks a bit funny, but it tastes amazing. We've got different projects we do in different primary schools and organisations and then make meals with some of the food. And we do get feedback that it tastes amazing. It, it, you can taste the difference. You really can. Marcus, I think that's a really good point. And so what would you say are some of the benefits for children living in the inner city to get out to farms and get their hands into the soil? 
Yeah, because like say lots of children, they've been like saying the lockdown, they've been stuck in their house, they can only go out for one hour's exercise, they're not seeing their friends, they're not having lots of interaction on outside spaces. And in, in London, there's so many young children from disadvantaged backgrounds living in big tower blocks in the States. And if you go to these places, there's no green there, there's no, there's no grass, there's no trees, and it's not nice for them. And I think the more they can get out of that um, situation and environment and spend time, like you said yourself, their hands in the soil, digging the ground, touching the plants, watering them, and just spending time with nature, it's very good for them, for their mental health and, health and well-being as well. And what's your view on how urban farms can help feed us in the future? I like that question. I've actually read quite a few positive stories in the media over the last few months about different urban farms, not just in England, but in America, where they've reached out to the local community, to different youth groups and stuff, elderly groups, and said, do you want to get involved and be part of the process of the urban farming? So they get some youth groups to come to the farm. They'd spend time helping to grow the food and nurturing it. But when they get to take some of that food home, it's teaching them some life skills about looking after something, seeing it grow, taking time, the seasons, the importance of the different seasons for the food. And it gives them that connection to earth and to nature, which is so important because once they have that kind of grounding with nature, it sets them up nice for life, doesn't it? They're more calm, they're more stable. I think it's very important, but not many people have that opportunity. So the more we can open up urban farms to young people and different groups to get involved, it's a very good thing. And you can find out more about the work of the Felix Project at standard.co.uk. Well, earlier this week, I visited one place in London that's hoping to achieve all of this. It's a new crowdfunded urban farm called Sitopia, and it's 100% organic. A growing meadow and polytunnels have been created on the site of the Woodlands Farm Trust in Shooters Hill, southeast London, and that's the biggest such site in the UK, and it certainly feels like an escape from the hustle and bustle of city life. I met Chloe Dunnett, founder and chief grower, and Ace Morgan, a volunteer and local father of two, who was busily bedding in young tomato plants ahead of their first harvest. Hi Ace, this planting looks like it's going really well. What are your jobs today? Shifting a big pile of compost into a different place, um, then making it into beds, and then there's been a fair amount of planting, watering, sowing, so it's been quite mixed today. And Chloe, how's everything going on this new project? Tell us about the wider Woodland Farm Trust site that we're on. So we have chickens, there are pigs, there's some cattle and sheep. It's just been lambing time at the moment over there. You can hear some lambs bleating away in the fields. Uh, there's beehives uh, run by an ex-Met Inspector who's now, <laughs> now retired from the police, now looks after the bees. There's a blacksmith over there, that banging you can hear is over in the forge. Um, yeah, lots, lots of great activities going on. And it all seems to be even more special that this is happening just an hour away from the bustle of Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, I mean, we feel incredibly lucky to be here. It's just, I don't know if you can hear it on this, but um, we're in an inner London borough, but it feels like we're in the countryside. The birdsong, there's blossom around, there's trees there's nature and greenness you know that can be hard to come by in the city we all need it i think it's quite primal and basic actually not just time in nature but getting your hands literally in the soil um certainly the people who come here and help that say that you know they get so much from doing that um we also think that uh yeah it just makes more sense we're reducing food miles there is more food that can and could should be grown in cities obviously not all of it 
that would be crazy but we can grow more and this particularly some of the stuff we're growing like salad leaves things which are highly perishable you know we can harvest here in the morning and someone can come pick it up we can deliver it in the afternoon and then eat it then then you can't get fresher more nutritious than that so with all this organic growing it looks like a great example for others to follow what are your hopes for the future we want to be part of the wider change you want to see we think there should be more farms like us there are already some fantastic examples but we want a bigger network of urban and peri-urban farms serving the city you know a place to um yeah help reduce food miles improve the environment produce delicious nutritious food which is better for people's health and a place where people come and connect to each other to the land to think about the food system so the multiple health environmental social benefits to it That's the leader for this week. David Marsland will be back with you on Monday at 4pm. Have a lovely weekend. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.